Hello and welcome to the Revival Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Collins, and we're here to break down the biggest reality TV news of the week, which of course is going to be Survivor. I'm Wyatt. I'm from North Carolina. I'm a big Survivor fan. I've been watching since I was in kindergarten during Survivor Borneo. I'm going to introduce you to my co-host today, Andrew. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi, Andrew from Los Angeles. Been watching since Borneo and yeah, excited to be here. All righty. Thank you, Andrew. And News, introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm News. Uh, I live in Canada, uh, specifically Ontario. Uh, I've been watching Survivor for quite a while now. My first season was actually One World, so yeah, rough start, but you know, uh, I fell in love. Excellent. All right, Joe, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm from Jersey. I've been watching since Token Chin, so it's about 10 years since I've been watching the show, so good to have something to do during this whole quarantine. <laughs> Lastly, Chris, introduce yourself. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, Chris Dagey. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I've been watching Survivor since Token Teens also, um, but I've seen every season. And yeah, I'm excited for this. Excellent. Let's hop right into it. The queen goes down. Sandra blindsided with her own temporary idol. Denise takes her out. I want to jump to Andrew first. What was your initial reaction when you saw that Sandra was blindsided with her own idol? Oh, man. Anger? Rage? Sadness? <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't too happy about it. Like, I love Sandra. She's one of my favorites, just personality-wise. And what she did before the Tribal Council that caused all this to happen made it even worse. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't know if this was really that bad of a move for Denise after I've thought about it more. Okay, so I want news to follow up on that. Do you think that that Denise made the right decision targeting Sandra? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, like, it's getting close to merge, and uh, I think uh, for Denise, she's also she's already a non-threat, and uh, I think she wants the big targets to stay around. Sandra's a big target, but socially, she's a, she, her strategy of you know, as long as it ain't me, it gets her far. So targeting her now probably makes the the most sense, in my opinion. Joe, give me the devil's advocate perspective. Uh, why do you think that it would have been better to target somebody that's not Sandra? Like somebody that isn't Sandra? Yeah. Because Sandra, like, she will look out for you as long as you look out for her. I mean, that's not always 100%, but I felt she was being genuine. Like, she really wanted to help out Denise. And they probably could have formed a bond because they're two older ladies. They could make the argument that they're not super strong in challenges and they could easily like coast to the end on their social skills alone. And I think they would, they would have been a good duo, but Denise decided to not go with it. All right. I want to go back to Chris. I want to talk about the edit here. Did you expect for Sandra to go home based on the editor? Were you surprised when it happened? Uh, um, I don't know the edit, made me think that but when she said she was giving the idol away I, I said to my brother i said sandra's going home i said this is her biggest mistake she's ever made in survivor history um i don't know too much if that was the edit or just if that was because i think denise is really smart and that was probably the best way to do what she did was take that idol take out sandra because now she's gonna go back to camp and not have any she's not gonna have sandra there knowing what's what happened you know no one else really knows that sandra gave her that idol exactly and she's got one fire token too on top of that yeah. um let's go back to uh to andrew can, do you, can you rationalize why it was a good move despite the fact it didn't work like is, is this was this still a good move that just happened not to work out or was this a terrible move that sandra should have known better from the start oh no this was horrible this was i think from when i was watching the thing i took away is that sandra got greedy wanting fire tokens that she lost sight of the best strategic option here. Um, and to be fair, I don't know if she stays even if she doesn't do this move anyways, because keep in mind, Denise did still have one idol. Um, but I think if anything, this alerted Denise, like this lady's greedy, and if I keep her, she's going to keep making moves like this, and it may not be me today, but one of these days it will be me, and I can't let this happen to myself. So she has to go now. Absolutely. So I, just a, I just have a quick question, though. Uh, when it comes to the the vote, does Sandra want uh, Tony to go home, or does she want uh, uh, like you know Denise to vote out Jeremy or Kim? 
the the way I, I interpreted so. it, the way I interpreted it is that she definitely wanted Kim to stay. And I think out of the men, I think she probably preferred it to be uh, Jeremy, but I don't think she really cared. I think she considered both of them to be big threats that would probably take her out. Uh, she mentioned Tony. She was a little uh, paranoid by it and Jeremy as well. But I think she probably knew that it was going to be Tony if Denise actually stayed true to her word. Alrighty, I'm going to go to Joe on this one. Does this damage Sandra's legacy at all? I don't think so. Sandra has two wins under her belt. The first time she played, she got no votes against her, almost played a completely perfect game. The second time, she was the underdog. She was at the bottom of the totem pole from the merge onward, and she was able to cockroach her way all to all the way to the finals and win the game just by her social skills alone again. The third time around, she was the last winner standing amongst the cast of the people who were winners. And she was, and had she not been swap fucked, she would have made it to the merge in that season as well. So I I don't think, Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So I don't think this, while it was a big fuck up on Sandra's part, I don't think one fuck up, is enough to tarnish three good seasons of hers. I, I disagree with you to a certain extent. I don't think it necessarily tarnishes her legacy, but I definitely think it does damage it. I think one of the biggest things that you can say about Sandra coming in is that she's never really had the wool pulled over her eyes in terms of her getting voted out, right? In Pro Islands, she might have not known everything that was going on, but nobody really got one up on her. Same thing with Heroes and Villains and even Game Changers, right? She only went home because she was, she was um, you know, she had a, a bad Sandra. tribe draw. Yeah, pretty much. So I think in this time she got played by somebody, you know, she got she got a little ballsy and and it came back to bite her. And I think that really shows that this woman who seemed to be like had very good intuition about the game and know exactly what she wants to do at all times. Now, you know, she she, she's mortal in a sense where she can actually, um, you know, be fooled as well. Chris, where do you line up on this? Yeah, so like like um, my thing with this is. This was not a good move, and I stand by that. And I just don't think it was a Sandra move, honestly. Whether she got greedy for the fire tokens or what or whatnot, I think she just played this that particular round really fast. And if you're looking at if you're looking at her past seasons, um, last season on Idol of Island of the Idols, it was more like the Rob show, like when it came to the coaches. Whereas Sandra was kind of, even Sandra said that she was learning from Rob every day. So I don't know if if I think Sandra is as great as I thought she was 10 years ago, you know? But I, she's still obviously a really good player. But that was just not a Sandra move. And I think it definitely hurts her as a, just as, maybe that wants her legacy. But it definitely doesn't make her as good as she was 10 years ago. All right, Andrew, what's your what's your take on this? Well, so do I think this hurts her reputation? Yeah, a little bit, but you know, she's still a two-time winner. And to be perfectly honest, if you look at her, just look at her resume as a whole, you have back-to-back wins. You have her coming back a third time when she really wasn't ever going to win game changers. Or even make the merge in that season. And the fact that she lasted as long as she did. And I actually think she did some pretty good strategic things in that season as well. Kind of just like, okay, she's she knows what she's doing. And then when you factor this in, like, yeah, it was a mistake. It was pretty stupid. But on the same note, when you think about it, do can you even argue she would have stayed had she not made this move? And that's the thing that kind of saves her a little bit. Is I don't really think she was staying either way, to be perfectly honest with you. Regardless of whether she made this deal with Denise or not, I think Denise was going to idle her out either way. So I don't think this hurts her too much. I do think it hurts her. I just don't think it's to the extent that people may think it does. I mean, to be fair, like Sandra probably plays her own idol if she doesn't give it to Denise, right? So she probably doesn't get idled out. At least we wouldn't think. Um, But uh, let's send this to news. Why don't you give us a, a wrap up on this? Do you think this damages her legacy at all? So, uh, you know, I, I think the bigger thing that came out of this is, like, the secret scenes, actually. On uh, on YouTube, there's, like, certain secret scenes, and it actually shows that Sandra, in her two winning games, she kind of missed this giant point of having bigger targets in front of her. 
and I know this may sound silly, but like when she was talking about like, you know deciding between voting between voting out between Jeremy or uh, Denise, she said that she doesn't care if a big target like Jeremy goes home or like you know a mid shield like Jeremy goes home because it, it's not it doesn't match with their gameplay. She doesn't care, right? And it's kind of it's kind of weird to see that because you know both in Pearl Islands and Heroes vs Villains, one of the things that did benefit her the most was these big meat shields. So it's weird to like see that she doesn't recognize that, and to me that does tarnish her, uh, you know, uh, her gameplay and overall, uh, you know, reputation. Um, I think that you know this move itself it is not too bad because I think she just got a bit too greedy and I think she she just kind of got uh, you know big move hungry if that makes any sense. But uh, overall, I think she's still a two-time winner, and she's the only two-time winner so far, uh, you know, until the end of the season. But uh, so for now, I would say her, her history, her reputation gets a bit tarnished, in my opinion. Now, I have one question for the group. So if this was anyone else making this mistake, you know, say it was, uh, say JT. JT makes made similar uh, screw-ups, and everyone's like, oh, JT, you're horrible. So if this was anyone else but Sandra, but the Queen, would it be a worse move? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead, Andrew. Uh, I'm going to say, like, first and foremost, you pick, you couldn't have picked a worse example than JT because, like, of well, all I, the said J- he... I said JT. Sorry, go ahead. Because uh, of all the things he did, that was just straight up buffoonery and nonsense. So, I mean, I don't think what Sandra did was really that outlandish compared to what JD did twice. No, no, no. JT made a lot more mistakes. I think I said JT because Sandra specifically commented on JT making dumb moves in the past. And I think that's why I said JT. But no, I definitely see what you're saying. JT made a lot more mistakes a lot of times. I mean, so if you pick any other winner and they did what Sandra did with this, if you pick any one-time winner and they did what Sandra did with this turn us to reputation, I say slightly. I, again, I don't think this is as egregious of a move as everyone else is taking it. Like, I don't hold it her too much to fault for it. Like, yes, it was greedy. Yes, it was foolish. Um, I'm of the mindset that she goes, if she even if she doesn't go now, she goes soon anyways. So, like, I don't see the big difference here. Um, but I could be totally wrong on that. So that's kind of why I'm not faulting on it, faulting her so much on it. It's just because at the end of the day, I think her outcome in this season isn't too far off. Well, see, I, I would have I would imagine Tony would have been a target had Sandra not done what she did. Her basically going to Denise really paying a target on her back because prior to that, Tony was uh, he was hiding, he was acting really crazy. People were they couldn't find him, and I think Tony would have been the person idled out had Sandra not made herself seem really big. Possibly, yeah. I yeah, possibly. I I don't. I'm not gonna say no to that. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Um, I, I don't know maybe it's because it's Sandra that I have a hard time saying like oh this kills her reputation but on the same note it's Sandra and she's done so much in Survivor already that like four seasons in for her to make this big of a blunder I, I can kind of cut her some slack here versus you know there are many See? other people who, who are called great who have done so many other stupid things who still get called great See, I mean the I girl the girl already has two million dollars, so it's like, <laughs> what does she ask to lose? She could have had four. Uh, true, true. You know, I think, despite the fact that I said earlier that I think it damages uh, Sandra's legacy a little bit, I actually don't think the move is that bad because it is a temporary idol. You know, she has an advantage; it's going to expire. She might as well, um, you know, try to use it to her benefit. And, and you know, if this did work and this did take out Tony or, or Jeremy, this takes out somebody who she doesn't think is with them. Uh, she does. She gets fire tokens out of it. And at the same time, um, you know, she has a, a what you would think is a new ally going into the merge. So I, I think it was a risky move and I think it was silly, but I don't mind it as much because she had an advantage and she tried to exploit it to her power. If this was an idol that Sandra could have kept all the way to the final five, I think this would have been a lot more tough. Like I probably would have ripped my hair out. Um, but I think that that's probably one of the biggest things um, that kind of like separates this move from being like an all time bad move, kind of like JT and Heroes and Villains uh, news. Uh, what's your take on this? Again, uh, I think uh, I think if it was any other winner, I I would say that they, you know they be they would be harping on it a lot more. I think in this case, it's just because of Sandra. I'll say it. I'll say it. It's Queen Sandra. No one wants to be the person to say, you know, it was a terrible move, and you know she her legacy is destroyed now and everything like that. Everyone's gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. 
Um, I think for me, though, again, uh, the the biggest problem to me is that her not recognizing that she needs the big uh, meat shields like Tony and Jeremy in the game. And I think she missed a great opportunity to take out a, a kind of a non-threat or, you know, a, a non, uh, you know, target like Denise. Because come merge, she's going to need those meat shields. And I think uh, her not recognizing that is really what uh, tarnished her legacy for me. Okay, but you see, the thing about that is, like, I can still forgive that, too, because at the end of the day, like, yes, she does need a Tony in the game and whatnot, but keep in mind, like, this man's unstable, this man is crazy, this man could turn on her on any time and convince people to vote her out, same with Jeremy, and uh, to be fair, Jeremy's not even that big of a shield guy, like, in this season, like, I, he's, like, a non-threat almost at this point. Um, but, like, if you can gain an ally, which Sandra desperately needs if she's going to be in merge, Denise isn't a bad ally to have. She's stable. She's calm. She's reasonable. If you have to sacrifice one shield when there will be many others at the merge, I don't think it's that bad of a decision. Okay, I, I want to... Go ahead, Jeff. I just want to say something regarding what Chris said about if it was any other winner. Um, I heard a lot of people say Kim is not as good as a lot of people say she is because she played with a subpar cast. So her specifically, I think if it was her pulling this sorry, pulling this move off, I think she would have been given a much harsher um, reception for doing this. But the fact that she's still in the game, still actually her overall performance is still giving is still getting flack from people. So I'm hoping she manages to pull the One World Kim out soon. And I do think if it was any other winner, I especially a one-time winner like Kim, I think it would have definitely damaged their reputation for sure. All right, I want to rapid fire with this. One of the things that really caught me off guard at the end of the episode is that Sandra gave her fire tokens to Yule. I really expected it to be Sarah. They seem to have a close bond. I want to go around just real quick. Just give me a name. Who did you expect Sandra to give those tokens to? Andrew. Oh, you just caught me off guard. I don't know. Um, Out of everyone left, uh, ooh, probably Sarah or Kim. News. Uh, Kim. Joe. Kim. Uh, Chris. Um, I... Honestly, I really don't know. Honestly, I don't really. I don't know who Sandra was like personally close to. I think uh, that I guess this is. Let's go with. Uh, I guess we'll say. I want to say Tony. Honestly. Yeah. I, I don't I, know why. We're coming into a, a you know the merge is close and you know we got to talk about Yule being a big threat here. You know he seems to be good with everybody. When he looked at his original tribe, he seemed to have relationships with about everybody left except for maybe Kim. Um, everybody else is on edge. You know, I don't know what his relationship is with Michelle, um, but, you know, Wendell and Nick seem to be really tight with him. I definitely think he's going to be a big threat going into the merge. Uh, last question before we go into the second part of this, when we talk about poverty, uh, does Sandra have any, any hope of getting off edge of extinction? Andrew? (laughs) No, like, absolutely not. I love her, but she's terrible at competitions. Like, there's nothing, especially with Tyson there. And even if Tyson wasn't there, I feel like Natalie could edge her out in quite a few things. So uh, she, she's she's going to be on the edge of extinction either till she raises the white flag, which if she does, that will tarnish her reputation, or till the season ends. She, she's done for. Uh, news. Uh, who's more likely to get off the edge of extinction? Sandra or Danny Boatwright? Ah, uh, man, like, it's like, that's a tough, Danny, I guess, like, <laughs> listen, if I was Sandra, I'd be walking my ass over, getting that white flag and waving it real quick, you know what I mean, like, I don't even, I don't even think it's bad, it tarnishes her legacy if she quits, who blames her, like, it's straight up, like, it's just like going against, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali in a boxing match, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't blame her if she waves I don't flag. know, I'd give Sandra a lot more props if she stuck it around the rest of the game, even if she couldn't win it back. All right, Joe, um, do you think that Sandra is going to be fun to watch on Edge of Extinction? Like, I can kind of imagine her, like, trying to play games with people, doing a little bit of manipulating. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. She could win a fire token to, like, try to negotiate with somebody. Are you excited to see Sandra on Edge? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sandra's, I definitely have Reem vibes from Sandra. She can definitely, like, call people out on moves or get into fights with people. And, um... Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, going back to, I think, what New said about 
Sandra being on edge of extinction. I mean, she was on Island of the Idols for 36 days, and there was, I mean, granted they had a huge shelter and everything, but it was still, like, not a five-star mansion by any, by any means. So I do think Sandra's going to stick around at least until that time where her waving the flag means she can make jury or unless they change it up and she has to stick and stick around until day 36 in order to make jury. So it would be nice to see her at that point. Cause we never seen Sandra on that side of tribal council. Yeah. Sorry. I should have clarified. I don't mean that Sandra's going to, you know, have a tough time surviving. I'm just saying, that, you know, just looking at it logically, if you show up and you see the competition, you have to get into challenge to get back into like the game. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a tough time if it's a challenge. Same thing for Rob as well. Yeah, old man Rob. All right, uh, Chris, um, if you had to think of like what type of challenge that Sandra mm. could actually win, like what do you envision? Like what, what type of challenge would Sandra have a chance to win at? Uh, maybe like a puzzle or like maybe like one of the challenges that Nick was doing last episode with the balls, something like that. But it's not a too physical. It's not too physical. It's not a lot of running. Not a lot of strength needed. That, maybe that kind of stuff, I think. But knowing knowing uh, Survivor, the returning challenge is probably going to be some sort of endurance or some sort of physical challenge. So I don't think Sandra will return, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Well, the queen lies at rest for now. Uh, let's move on to another queen. Uh, Denise. At least what some people consider <laughs> to be a queen. <laughs> and that is poverty. Uh, poverty got booted. Uh, you know, it was sad for a lot of people. Some of us didn't care. I'm going to go first to Andrew. Andrew, did you think that Parvati had any hope of surviving this tribe, or did you think that she was just dead in the water from the start? I think she threw her hope away, honestly speaking. Because I think Wendell made a really big gaffe by offering fire tokens to vote out whoever she wanted. Like, if you're Parvati, you need to play that up. You need to give him a name. Take the fire tokens from and then that causes panic at tribal council and then maybe you stay but even if you don't stay you just cost wendell his spot in the game because no one's going to trust him anymore um so like it just felt like she kind of just rolled over and was just like no i'm not going to give you a name no i don't want your fire tokens i'm just gonna go um i think she had a small chance but not the biggest of chance but at the very least i think you should cause chaos on your way out absolutely uh, uh, going off of that I think Wendell's going to, he's going to have a really hard time in the future, I really think. I think the whole last episode, that tribal, really paints a bad, bad name for himself. Like, no one's going to trust him, I don't think, still. She could have bartered uh, with Wendell with the idol nullifier, too. Yeah, Joe makes a great point, News. I want to bring you in on this. Do you think that it would have been smarter for Parvati to try to, like, play it up about, like, hey, Wendell's distrustworthy, you should vote him out? Or do you think she just just said, hey, yeah, let's let's vote out Nick or Yule, and then just hope that Wendell go, goes through with the deal? I think she should have just played it up. I think uh, I, I think the problem with, you know, hoping that Wendell actually makes the deal is that Wendell just already made it clear that he does not like Parvati. So it just it already is a bad uh, you know for, uh, you know premise to like you know hope on in the future, but uh, and I think you know for Wendell that you just have to like you know make sure that he looks bad and also you have to make sure that uh, Nick has some incentive to actually tar- vote out Wendell too, right? So if you give the tokens to Wendell and Wendell suddenly has a bunch of these tokens, he becomes a big target, right? So at that point and uh, at that point poverty has no tokens and she seems pretty much like you know it kind of seems useless to vote her out and then Wendell has all these. Tokens tokens that you know at that point they think might turn to immunity idols or whatever else you know the crazy could happen with them and if you vote a wendell suddenly there's a, lo- a bunch of fire tokens out of the game so you know what i mean like it just makes more sense that in my opinion to play it up like a wendell to be you know this target this evil person you know someone who will backstab you etc that's just my view uh joe i, I want to have your opinion on this do you think michelle has any chance to survive a tribal if they go back or do you think that she's just going to be dead in the water Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, it's really hard to say because they are a tight group of three and Michelle's just all by herself. But she, I mean, she has a past with Wendell. She knows personal shit about him and she can easily spill all that tea about him to Nick and Yule. And and I would just say, that's my last resort. This is all I got. But it's some good dirt. You might want to know. 
at least at least the but, dirt that can apply to the game, not like petty shit. Well, see, obviously. But what could apply? What, what could apply to the game? Because they they weren't on the same tribe until last episode. No, I'm talking like because they were dating. Yeah, but like, well, how, how would like if he cheated on her, whatever their history was, how would that make them suddenly not want to work with him? Like she, like she can like easily like say some stuff about him, like that would make him seem a lot more um, sneaky or less trustful. Like okay, she can give great examples about those of those. Um, oh my god, I cannot think of words right now. Sorry, of like good examples of how sneaky he is by like bringing up stuff from their past together. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I don't right, even Chris. think she needs to do that, to be honest, though. All she has to do is bring up the fact, like, he was going to vote you out for fire tokens had Parvati gone through with it. Yule, yeah. Yule is too much of a robot to really fall for stuff like that. <laughs> no, but, you don't have to go to Yule. You'll go to Nick. If he was going to do that to Yule, what do you think he's going to do to you? I mean, if I was Michelle, I would at least hope for rocks at this point. That's exactly why you go to Nick. Would it even be rocks, or would it be fire? I I would say rocks. Actually, no, I, it would be fire. I think Australian. I think some. I think Australian Survivor had a trial before at one time, and they had they had to go to fire. I'm not positive on that though. I'm guessing it I mean, would be rocks. I'm not sure though. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot at one person going to extinction. So I mean. What's the big deal if they go to rocks? <clears throat> uh, Chris, I want to bring you in on this. You mentioned earlier how Wendell's going to have a hard time because he's come off so distrustworthy. If you're Nick or Yule, you know, is it so distrustworthy that maybe last tribal should have been the time that they actually just kind of like strike on him? Or do you think they did the right thing and kind of like letting him uh, stay around for, for now? Well, the thing is, uh, poverty out of Wendell at tribal, right? And granted, tribal is an hour too long in real in real life on the island. But like, you go into tribal with a plan, uh, and and you're scared. You don't really trust Michelle. You don't really trust Poverty. You trust Nick. And th- this is just from like say Yule's perspective, for example. And then you got Wendell, who you trusted prior to tribal. Suddenly, Poverty is saying the stuff about Wendell, and Wendell made the mistake of admitting it. He could have at tribal denied it, you know. And his mistake was admitting it. But the thing is, at that point, Yule can't really talk to Nick and say, hey, should we switch on Wendell real quick? Because, I mean, he could, but Yule's not going to do that. Nick's not going to do that with Yule. So they got to make that decision right then and there. All right, well, is Parvati and Michelle really going to vote Wendell? Or are they just uh, ch- trying to make us throw our votes to scare us? And when Wendell was like, yeah, I was going to do it, but now I'm not, that was kind of like, okay, well, Wendell's definitely not voting us, so let's take our shot with this. Guarantee we have a majority. Next round, if we don't trust Wendell, Michelle will 100% vote for Wendell, and then guess what? You and Nick still have that two-to-one majority if they don't merge. So I think that's why they didn't want to take out Wendell yet. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to go rapid fire on the, on these last two questions. First thing, put yourself in Wendell's shoes. You're, you're in the majority. You have a tight three, but somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you two fire tokens if you vote my way. Do you even entertain that? And I mean entertain that in terms of you actually go through with the deal, or is just the trust what you have just too important at this early stage in the game? Andrew? Oh, if you're Wendell, you don't entertain that at all. Absolutely not. That's horrific. All right, news. What's your opinion? Uh, I actually think that uh, you would say yes, but then you'd also tell your allies before heading into tribal council or like, oh, what happened? You know what I mean? So that that way they're included and understand. And I actually, I think I'm wondering if Wendell actually did that, but you know, that's uh, for later discussion. All right, Joe. I wouldn't entertain it unless I was feeling petty. All right, and Chris. Uh, here's the thing, like you're gonna. This is what you do. You say yes. Give me one token now, one token later. I'll vote how you want. You take her one token, you vote her out that same night. Cause the thing okay, is, Denise. She, she's gonna call you. Out, she's gonna call you out of tribal, <laughs> and you're gonna deny it. You're gonna deny everything she says. You're Denise better her call out, her a lawyer. Her token. But here's the thing: very few people make stuff up in Survivor. Like I've noticed, um, I think it was last episode. Someone, I forget who, I th- uh, but they made something up about that someone said. I think it was 
I don't know. Or maybe it was th- a few episodes ago. Rob said to Adam, well, I can just say this. And even though you didn't. And very few people would take advantage of that. Uh, just that, that kind of strategy. And like me, I take her coin. I vote her out that night. I deny everything she says. And suddenly I'm one coin richer. And the person who knows about it, she's gone. That's true. All right. Last question for this part. Same question with Sandra. Does poverty have a chance to make it off Edge of Extinction? Andrew, you're first. Um, better chance than Sandra, but again, with the likes of like Tyson there, no, she's going to be on Edge for quite some time. Uh, news, do you think poverty has a better chance than Sandra of getting off Edge of Extinction? Absolutely. All right, news. I mean, excuse me, Joe. Apologies there. Uh, do you think Poverty's going to have any drama on Edge of Extinction? You know, she voted out Ethan, she voted out Danny, she voted out Natalie, of course. Do you think she'll have any drama on Edge of Extinction? Uh, I, hard, again, hard to say, but I think, I think, well, they're all winners, so I'm sure they know it's all game at the end of the day. I, but again, going by what you asked, news. Given her track record in most of the challenges, I think she has a decent shot at returning to the game. I know Tyson's there and Natalie is there, but she can hold her own in them. Okay, and lastly to Chris, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Tyson as a kind of a front runner on edge of extinction. But of the women, do you think Parvati has the best shot of getting back in the game? I say she's got a pretty good shot, honestly. Um, I mean, obviously, it's been it's been a long time since she's played. She's a mom now. Uh, She's not the same she was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But I do think she has a fairly good chance. I mean, she's got she's got Danny, she's got Sandra. I mean, the competition is not the competition female-wise is not all there. But I mean, she's got Rob, she's got she's got uh, Tyson, she's got Natalie. So there's a lot of competition. But I think Poverty does have a really good shot still. Absolutely. So, you know, it's unfortunate. We got two queens who went out this week, two Survivor legends, regardless of what you think of their uh, previous seasons. So that is a shame. We're going to take an ad break and we're going to come right back. Don't forget us. Do, 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 do. All right. And we're back. All right. So first thing I want to jump into is what in the world was that double tribal? Like, do we need a double tribal council for, like, all winners? Like, is that something that we have to have? Andrew, what did you think when you first heard about this? Uh, I wasn't really irritated by it. I don't really mind the double tribal, especially knowing that there's going to be a couple of re-entry points. Um, so I think it would have been more interesting if they did what they did at uh, what season was it now? Game changers. Thank you, game changers. Where you know the the tribal council where the troop tribes about one person out. Um, I think that would have been a lot more interesting, but I don't mind this too too much. You know, kind of what Andrew harped on news. I thought that they were going to do that as well, where they were going to have the two tribes vote out one person. Would you have preferred to see that, or did you like that they had to? If they were going to do a double tribal, they actually had two physical tribal councils. I actually think the way that they did it right now, uh, just because I think the problem with Game Changers is that they kind of had to discuss, like, when they were at Tribal Council, right? It wasn't, like, as if they were on the same camp. So that was, it was kind of like a, like, what's going on uh, with Game Changers? Whereas this one, it's kind of more exciting. Uh, but uh, my biggest problem with it was the fact that, uh, you know, it's still a 60-minute episode. Uh, you still got, uh, you still got uh, Edge of Extinction and all these other, cra- other crap going on. Uh, longer episodes, please. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was a rumor going around that there were going to be 90-minute episodes this season. I don't know how much validity there was to that, but I certainly wish that was the case, especially with us spending time on Edge of Extinction. All right, uh, to Joe, um, do you think this could lead to – we had a one-hour episode, but two people went home. Is it possible that we're going to get two people come back from Edge of Extinction at the same time? I think it's a possibility knowing Jeff since he's like, oh, let's make it $2 million for the prize. Let's make two people come back from Extinction. And also – Again, adding on to what you asked News and Andrew, I think it would have been interesting, like, if Jeff really wanted a, wants a war, like the season title implies, he could have brought back the bottle twist from Cook Islands, like, immediately, like, like it's a combination of Game t- Changers and Cook Islands, where they all go to one tribal with two tribes, and then immediately they got to vote another person out. Absolutely. 
All right, Chris, we're going to go to you for a second. Do you think that like over the course of the season that we've seen a little bit like more emphasis on like, hey, here's a power, but less emphasis on like, OK, let's actually strategize. Let's actually have these social bonds. You think we're getting away from this and where arguably is like the most important season of Survivor history? Um, unfortunately, I don't think so. I think we're still in the era where it's uh, mostly about advantages and stuff like that, which I, I would prefer more strategy. But um, Survivor's an ever-changing game, and it's it's changed a lot in 20 years. And this is kind of where we're at right now, and we just got to accept it. I think it's mostly advantage-driven. But, I mean, there's still obviously so much strategy going on. Um, that's, that's no doubt. I just wish there was not as many advantages. All righty. Um, let's, let's take a, a second to appreciate that immunity challenge. Personally, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought if you were going to have a double tribe, I thought this was a good challenge. I feel like it tested a lot of different skills. I feel like the, the labyrinth kind of maze is always something that's kind of like a really strong equalizer. And you kind of saw that at the end. Do, do any of you, this is an open question for anybody. Is there any, any moments of that challenge that stuck out to you as particularly entertaining or funny? Um, I don't know. I think the the funniest part. I, I can't remember who exactly it was, but they were like talking trash uh, or something to Jeff or something. Oh, that, like that. was Wendell. Yeah, yeah, Wendell, Wendell. talking trash. Yeah, that, that was Wendell. <laughs> yep. And yeah. then uh, Jeff became sassy about it. That was uh, that Wendell was pretty- drops as he's talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good moment. All right, put the mic down, bro. All right, let's uh let's take a second to look. We didn't get to spend too much time with the Yaro tribe because they didn't go to tribal council. But what we did see is we saw Adam feel like he was on Ooh, the bottom uh, of so that. Not lose. Yeah, we saw him thinking that he was on the bottom. Uh, do you actually think that's the case, or do you think that there's a, more of a possibility that Adam's going to be able to sneak his way in there, Andrew? Well, Adam is a notorious weasel. I'm sure he would have found some way to sneak his way back in there. Um. And even, I, like, if you're Ben, I don't really think you want to be on the island with the two girls by yourself. Because they'll just stick together and vote you out if you lose again. So I, I really didn't, like, I think at worst it was going to tie. I really don't think it would have been an outright 3-1 vote for Adam to go. All right, News, if you're, um, if you're Ben, do you want to work with Adam again, like, after all what happened uh, in your first tribe? Or do you look at it and say, hey, you know, these two girls are probably really close together. Uh, we, I should probably stick with Adam. Um, I think personally, I, I think, and I actually think that Adam isn't going to be targeted by the girls. I think the girls are going to target Ben if they go to tribal council. So I think with Ben, I think his only resort would be to hope that Adam actually sticks with him. Um, but because otherwise, I think Sophie and Adam are actually kind of a, a tight, not tight, but like starting to form a relationship that that can actually turn into an actual legitimate alliance. Um, so that's just my view on it. I don't think Ben really has a choice that they go back to Chapel Council. I think he's really hoping for uh, Adam to be loyal to him. Yeah, Joe, there, this is a really interesting try because both of the women have advantages on this. And this really could, you know, even if it was a two split, there's so many things that could that could go wrong. Uh, are you hoping for chaos if they go back to tribal? Of course. After all, it's a television show at the end of the day. Uh, why wouldn't I want chaos? But. Adam, like Andrew said, notorious weasel. He can always stir shit up. Ben with his hashtag Ben Bombs. I'm pretty sure if they do go to tribal, they're going to at least use one of the advantages. But I'm still hoping that some clownery happens, which still ends up causing one of the girls to go. Because as tragic as it would be, I still think it'd be kind of funny. I don't know. I'm like fairly confident Adam would have left unanimously. I'm like fairly confident of that. He's just been – his game so far has not been the Adam game. It's been really – it's been really a lot of lot of errors. A lot of errors in Adam's game. Adam's game was never the Adam game if you're talking like that. Then. I was about to say the Adam game – Adam has been playing on par to what he normally does. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't think Adam made it so that many mistakes in his first season. I mean he made some mistakes, but not he, like to this degree. I feel he almost like went home the first merge tribal. Yeah, that was one of the mer- worst merge votes. I remember a lot of like editors on like Reddit were saying there's no chance that Adam can win because his merge episode was so bad. <laughs> they, they, even the edit people didn't think he was going to win. I mean, despite the fact that Adam won unanimously, I do think that like 
it was a pretty subpar game at best. I really think he got very lucky that uh, that there was a lot of other threats in the way. You know, Jay was somebody who was a big jury threat. Brett certainly had a lot of jury support. And David, of course, uh, was was known there. So he kind of got to the end with, with two people that, like, no one really cared for in Ken and Hannah. So, you know, of course he was going to win with or without the, uh, the um, situation that he was dealing with at home. Um, but, yeah, I, I never expected Adam to be a great player, but I am happy that he's – getting exposed a little bit here because I do think that makes him a better player. I do think he plays up to the level of player he's going against. All right, we're in the final round. We're going to, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to ask you some predictions for next week and we're going to go ahead. Uh, first thing, who do you think finds the advantage on edge of extinction? Uh, Andrew, we'll go with you first. Um, probably Tyson. Tyson uh, news. Who do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my girl, Natalie Anderson. All right, Joe. I'm going to guess Parvati. And Chris. Uh, yeah, I have to say Tyson. But I'm Wyatt, thinking, what, do, what, what do you think, Wyatt? I think Boston Rob's going to get it. You know, he's got two people working for him, got him and his wife. And if they find it, she's probably going to give it to him anyway. So I think it's going to be Boston Rob. All right, let's talk about the tribes next week. I'm going to name the tribe, and you say exactly uh, who you think is going to go home next week. We'll start with DeCall. Um, news, we'll start with you. Do you think that uh, that Denise, Jeremy, uh, Tony, or Kemp are going to go home next week if they go to tribal? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, maybe Jeremy, no, Denise, maybe? Uh, actually, I couldn't really tell you. I have no idea. Uh, that's Sorry, I know this is a bad take, but I really have no idea. That's good. It's good when we don't know, because if we don't know, then we're going to be entertained if we do get to see it play out. Joe, who do you think? On DeCall, if I think if I was Jeremy, I might try taking a shot at Denise. Since if she could do that to Sandra, she'll probably do it to me. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Chris, who do you think? Um, I honestly think it's going to be Tony. I think Kim is more likely to flip on Tony than Jeremy or Denise for flipping each other. I mean, Denise just idled Jeremy. Jeremy voted Denise because he had no other choice. But I'm I'm pretty sure Kim would flip on Tony, uh, especially this close to merge. Excellent. And Andrew, who do you think would go home? I actually think Tony would go home in this situation. Uh, I think that Kim has... I think Denise and Jeremy stay together, and I think that Kim has really no reason to stick to an unstable Tony mm-hmm. if, yeah. if it's just them. So, yeah, I, I think Tony goes. The thing with Tony is last round, Tony was literally hiding so much. I mean, we only saw 45 minutes of two, three days. But everyone was talking about him hiding and just where the hell's Tony. And that's not a good look, especially for everyone who knows Tony is out there doing Tony shit. <laughs> I, I actually I meant disagree. To, I, I, I think... To, Go ahead, Joe. Oh, sorry. But I just want to get this out before I forget it. I meant to say this at the beginning when we were talking about Sandra. I like how she knew Tony was in a spy shack and she, like, had this intuition. Shut up, news. Um, about she had this intuition, like, it was by the well. So she directed whoever it was to walk away and talk somewhere else. But she couldn't have that intuition about Denise. All right. I actually think that it's going to be Denise that goes home next week. And the reason why I think this is I think that Jeremy and Kim are the two closest. And I think they're going to decide who goes home. And I think the thing about Tony is not only is it Tony a meat shield at Merge that we've been talking about there. You know, this has been a, a lot of conversation about meat shields and the threats being targeted at Merge. But I also think when Denise plays two idols, she plays her own idol and she plays um, the temporary idol that Sandra gave her, you're not worried about Denise with an idol. You damn sure might be worried about Tony having an advantage or an idol. So I actually think just out of out of clear, just like paranoia, I think I think Denise would probably go. Um, let's go to the next uh, next tribe. If if the tribe of Nick, Wendell, Yule, and Parvati go home, who do you think would go home on uh, the same Michelle? Michelle. All right. News, I didn't call on you, but you can go ahead. <laughs> My man, I'm saying you miss. Uh, don't, don't. Uh, you know, uh, it's Michelle, not Parvati. Did I, did I say Parvati? Yes, sir. Oh no! Stop hitting on Michelle. Queen's it about is, to win this game. It's Michelle and her three minutes of airtime. Wendell, Nick, <laughs> and you. Who goes home, news? 
I'm telling you right now, at Tribal Council, Michelle's about to bring out an advantage that you know counts for four votes, and it's going to take a window. All righty. That would be good TV. Yeah, like a woman scorned on Survivor. Uh, Joe, who do you think? Uh, who's going home on Sally? Yeah. My brain says Michelle, but I'm hoping it's Wendell or Yule. All right, Chris. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. I think Michelle is the easy vote, but like, if I was Yule and Nick, and I just saw Wendell do what he did, and I know I'll still have a two-to-one majority next round, and I can earn some goodwill with Michelle, I'd probably take out Wendell. I don't know if they're thinking like that, but I'm going to go with my gut and say Wendell is going to be out next week. All right, Andrew, who gets eliminated? I think they vote Michelle out, but I do think they should vote out Wendell because a merge is coming. And if Wendell almost voted one of you out for fire tokens now, oh, what will stop him? For... Well, yeah, what is he going to do oh at merge? Gosh. You might as well try and get some goodwill with Michelle so that you're not the merge rebel. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I also think Michelle's probably going to go home. I do think that you probably could look at Wendell. I even think you should look at Yule. As we talked about earlier, he seems to be playing really well. You know, he was who Sandra probably considered to be her best ally. He certainly seemed cool with Tony and Sarah, cool with Nick and Wendell. And then who knows? Oh, Sophie as well. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen for Yule. But well, I think that he's playing a really strong game. And I think if you're really worried about that, I think it may be difficult to take the reins back from Yule. Um, so maybe they should at least consider that. Well, here's the thing. The chances of Wendell and Michelle teaming up are fairly slim. And I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. Listen, when you sleep in the same bed as somebody, even when it ends poorly, you have a sense of trust in that person, even if that trust was broken. And I do think it's not impossible that we're going to see Michelle or Wendell vote each other out um, because, you know, it's already happened. But like, you know, somebody voted out her mom. I'm sure they'll vote out their ex. But I do think that you do see a lot more, you know, you see a little bit more like real life you know, come in, and when you have somebody that you're friends with in real life, I do think it's a little harder for that to happen. I think the yeah. only way that Wendell's going to vote for Michelle is if it is not in his best interest um, uh, to to keep her alone anymore. So if she's but, continuously targeting him, then yeah, he probably should pull the trigger on her. But I think otherwise, he's probably going to assume that she's a vote, even if that is um, to his peril. See, I don't know, because Michelle's been very open about being against Wendell and like him just screwing her in real life. She said that to several people. Um, she said to Wendell that he kind of screwed her over. So I don't. I just don't know if maybe maybe Wendell is more willing to work with Michelle, but I just don't see Michelle being willing to work with Wendell. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, uh, Yaro. If they go back, they didn't go this week. Uh, but who do you think would go if they <laughs> went next week? Uh, news. Uh, so I said last time, but I think Ben's going to go home. This is gonna, this might be a hot take to some of you, but I, I think Sophie and Adam have a good uh, relationship moving forward because they're both like strategically minded individuals. Now, uh, that might be – and also I don't think Ben is a really popular guy, especially in the all-winners group, considering his win with, is uh, really tainted because of the fire-making challenge. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's just my, my take on it. Uh, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see what everyone else thinks. All right, Joe. I'm thinking it's Ben, too. Uh, Chris? I'm pretty sure Adam's screwed. Um, I think Ben's been building a good relationship with the girls. And in retrospect to what News said about Ben not being, like, up to par with the winners because of the fire-making thing, I think that makes him, in a sense, like, oh, like, Ben's not that great of a winner. So, like, he's not that big of a threat. Granted, he found three idols. He won fire-making. He's obviously an endgame threat. But I don't know. I just think Adam has really been digging his his grave this entire game. I think this entire pre-merge has revolved around Adam's game just going down and down and down nonstop. All right, Andrew. Um, I low-key think Adam. It's either Adam's a goner or one of the girls is a goner. Yeah, really? I, so you're that you're really that confident that Ben is gonna stay? Yes. Okay, so here's the, here's my thing, right? If you're Adam and you're paranoid that you're going home, I don't think you vote Ben out. I think you work with him to tie the vote at the very least. I, and Ben does not trust Adam at all. That And Ben doesn't trust Adam at all, mind you, which is why I think Adam would go over Ben in a three-to-one vote. Um, 
mind you also, if you do get Ben to vote with you and you get a tie and the girls happen to vote for Ben, I'm sorry, but Sarah or who is it? Sophie is not lose is not beating Ben in a fire making. They're, they're not just in what world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's... Ben's going to go home. I think Ben's going home next week. I, the reason why I think that is I think that, quite frankly, Adam is a little too scared to tie the votes, especially going into the merge. I don't think he wants to take the risk of making one of the women or potentially both of the women mad if somehow they did beat Ben in the fire-making challenge. Also, Sarah has a still a vote, right? I think she has the ability to to turn this into a 3-1. And if they can't get Adam on their side, I think it probably would target Ben but, over Adam. Why um, do you think they target Ben over Adam? The reason why I think they target Ben over Adam is I think they see Adam as more of a uh, usable player, a little bit more of a strategic player. They probably think that Ben is going to go back to his original alliance on his tribe and is probably going to work with them. They probably don't necessarily see him as somebody who's going to work with Sophie or Sarah long term. They may think that Adam is a little bit more expendable in that way. I'm sure Adam's talked about how he was he was lied to about the Ethan vote uh, or how he thought that he might have been the next on the chopping block. So they may see him as more malleable. Uh, to yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. I mean, if you're Sophie or Sarah, you should vote out Ben, but I just don't know. It just ugh, it's going to be a weird tribal council. Would Sophie vote out Sarah? I don't think so. Yeah, not not, so. not not with Adam being there. Now with Ben being there, they seem too close on the original tribe. I think in uh, a different tribe she would, if a bigger tribe maybe, but there's more options. But like in that small tribe where you have Adam and you have Ben, I don't think she votes out Sarah. All right. Well, we're going to get down to the last part here. Uh, this is this is a little segment that we like to call "Get It Off Your Chest." I'm going to go around to anything that the people on the podcast want to say, something they didn't get to say, something they thought about later, and they want to go ahead and say they can say it now. We're going to start with Chris, man. What do you want to get off your chest? What do I want to get off my chest? That's it. That's it. You're I good. Really, I, don't, I, don't, I think I said I said a lot. I think I talked a lot. I think I. I talked about what a lot of people said. I commented on what others said. And I think I said a lot of what I, what I needed to say, I think. All right, All right Chris. Well, it was great having you on. Joe, do you have anything to get off your chest? I think it's safe to say I got everything off my chest. So That's I'm going to pass. And being from New Jersey, they always have a lot on their chest. News, do you have anything to say? Uh, nothing really to say. Uh, only thing for the challenge. Uh, I'm, I, I, I usually don't give her enough credit, but Sophie, she crushed it, that challenge. And uh, that's about it. No. She really is a challenge beast. Andrew, do you have anything to get off your chest? Um, I'd like to, based on what we talked about, I'm satisfied. <clears throat> okay. I'd like to get these tattoos off my chest. Okay, well, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's something we can't help you with. Now, as for me, I got something to get off my chest, okay? Sandra, if you're listening to this, you may not be the queen of Survivor anymore, but you're the queen in our hearts. And to the rest of the cast members, you may no, think my. that you're you may think that you're playing a great game, but you dodged an absolute bullet that Vosepia wasn't on the season. That's all I got to say. Uh, thank you everybody for being on the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you will listen to us next week. We're out. Peace.